Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. We uh, just began 2016, the new year. Um, and every year during the new year, there are celebrations throughout the world welcoming the new year. The word new is the operative word here. It's like a new day starts a new year. Through the grace of Allah, we are given many new moments. And these moments are given to us on a continuous basis. And as we become older and become more aware of our mortality, we become more and more aware how precious these moments are and how grateful we need to be for these moments. How we need to live in these moments. How we need to be in these moments. I have found that if you can stay in a state of tranquility and repose, a lot of things are open to you that are otherwise blocked. If we have ambitions and if we have determined worldly purposes, these worldly ambitions and determined worldly purposes block the ability to be alone with Allah. They block the ability to be in a state of tranquility. Why? Because when you have these kind of worldly ambitions, you're dealing with unresolved situations. Unresolved situations create anxiety and they create fear. So as long as you have needs and desires in the world, you automatically go into a state where your equilibrium is off because you feel you are lacking something, that which you are pushing for, that which you are desiring, that which you think you need, that which you are in the process of making strides for. Right now, we're in a political race in the United States for people trying to get nominated to be president and uh, for, nominated to be their party's choice for president and then running for the election. If you have had the opportunity um, to watch these people in action, as they push forward towards their goal, you will notice that most of them 
will say almost anything and do almost anything that they think will be somehow helpful to them. Uh, And you can tell really quickly about the enormous amount of personal ambition that's wrapped up into these people to give them the impetus and the, the energy to continue to carry on to chase this very elusive goal. Uh, sometimes you wonder why they would get involved. And the answer really isn't that difficult. The answer is that their personal ambition is so great that they will do almost anything to achieve what it is they want. Now, this is at the higher levels, but let's think at at lower levels. How um, many times has your own personal ambition for something been so great that you forget about your surroundings, you forget about your friends, you forget about love, all that you can be conscious of is that which is desired and the road necessary to take in order to fulfill that desire. When that occurs, we become blind to the truth. We become blind to reality. We only see that which we desire. Desire causes blindness. So, if we want to be able to see the truth of the world, that which is beyond the temporary manifestation that we live in, we need to be able to correct the blindness that is caused in us by desire. That which you love will blind you to everything else. So, if you love the world, you become blind to Allah. If you love Allah, you'll become blind to the world. Which would you rather be blind to? But more importantly, can you understand that your needs blind you to everything else? They become obsessive, compulsive. And the greater the need is, the more obsessive, compulsive the people become in their need to fulfill that need. For instance, a real simple example. An obsessive compulsive person might brush his teeth for 45 minutes straight. Why? Because he has some kind of fear inside of him that if he doesn't brush his teeth for 45 minutes straight, something terrible is going to happen. Now, there you have it at its most ridiculous end. But in the world... Some people feel if they don't have this, there's something really lacking in their life and they can't 
go on. And each person is able to categorize their own needs as important, no matter how unimportant they may actually be. So we need to do a self-examination of what our needs are, what our need level is, and why we need the things that we speak about, why we have to have them. If you study the world and the governments and the mechanisms and the economic systems, you'll find out very quickly that a lot of it is run in a way that is entirely the opposite of what is sane. About 2007-2008, there was a momentary collapse of the economic system in the United States and throughout the world. And the reason I say momentary is it didn't last more than about two years, unlike the Great Depression when it lasted until the end of World War II from about 1929. Uh, The reason it didn't last as long is that they treated the malfunction in a different way than they treated it in the past. The government took the money from taxes and poor people and gave it to the large economic institutions that failed. And because of the institutional failure of these large institutions, there was no way for money to flow through the country and things to move in a normal pattern because they require these kinds of institutions. Now, they don't necessarily require them to be as big as they are, but they require them. So the government took from the poor to maintain the rich under the assumption that without the rich institutions, the government collapses. An interesting phenomenon. Then, when the opportunity came and they saw what the mistakes were that caused this collapse, there was an opportunity to correct what had happened so that these kinds of things couldn't happen as easily again. And did the government do that? No. It returned everything back to the way it was and things continued to roll the way they were. People were a little more hesitant to do the kind of large risk endeavors uh, and lying uh, because of what had just happened, but now we're back smooth again, and I'm sure within a little while uh, the banks will be playing the same games they played in 2008 uh, again. Um, It is the love of money, the greed that overwhelms people, that blinds them to everything else. The Quran has a direct 
statement that prohibits interest. The entire process of the collapse in the United States had to do with interest. Now, it had to do with more than just interest, but a large part of it had to do with interest. And what we've been able to do in the United States in our financial system, which is really interesting, is we've been able to bet against the financial system in certain um, economic ways within the stock market so that as you're trying to create wealth through effort uh, of creating something, there are people who are trying to create wealth through just betting against your ability to do it. And this has become a large part of our system. If you take what goes on in the bigger picture down to each of us individually, jealousy is trying to undermine or feeling resentful of that which others achieve. And in your own little way, creating or trying to create a situation that would lessen them somehow. We need to become whole within ourselves. And we need to somehow be able to back away from feeling as if we're missing something. Feeling as if we do not have enough so that we can create a state of equilibrium in our own being. When we have the fear of not having enough, we become another kind of person. When we have a fear of lacking things, we become another kind of person. When this fear is not part of us, we become another kind of person. And somehow, in all of the years that I've watched myself and watched my relationship with my wife, which, by the way, is my closest relationship, and watched my relationship with my sheikh, which may really be my closest relationship, I have found the following things. Success is gotten through surrender. Success is gotten through active surrender, not through active pursuit. Active surrender versus active pursuit. Now, active surrender is not an economic model. But active surrender is a personal model. And what is it that you surrender to? And this is where it becomes tricky. Because each of us has to provide in this world. We have to provide for ourselves. We have to provide for our family. We have to provide for the ones we're responsible for. But active surrender means that we do what we need to do without the 
expectation that brings about pain or gain. In other words, we have to be learn we have to learn to be satisfied and not be in an exultant state if things go our way and in a painful state if things don't go our way. We have to be in a place where we are not involved with results. We just do what has to be done. The windmill spins. That's what it does. Now, whether people come and grind their wheat or the wheat is ground well or not well is not what the windmill thinks about. The windmill just spins. We have to go on and do what it is that we have to do in the world. If Allah chooses to reward us, we are rewarded. If he chooses not to reward us, we are not rewarded. But as long as we give different categories to what Allah supplies us with, as long as we give different conclusions to what it is that we get, as long as we try to influence the scale as to which way it's going to tip, we are going to find ourselves in a state of disequilibrium. Somehow, we have to be content. Now, you've all been around me for a while. Uh, my wife tells me my personality has changed dramatically over the last uh, 40 years. I, I wouldn't say that that's entirely accurate. Maybe not dramatically, but it's certainly changed. I used to be much pushier. I used to be more aggressive. And now I've gotten to a point where whatever happens is acceptable. I am more surrendered to the moment. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I'm entirely surrendered to the moment, but I am more surrendered to the moment. And whatever moment I'm in, and whatever state I'm in, I try to be at repose. And every once in a while, I get cognition of what's going on. Uh, I was standing at the candy counter in the movies, uh, getting Teddy some candy. And the young lady who was waiting on me says, you seem to be a very humble person, which got me total, uh, totally out of unawares. And then she said, what I mean is, you just stand there like you're not expecting anything. You're not wanting anything. You're just waiting and whatever happens is going to happen. Now, can we recognize that in ourselves? Have we changed to where we can wait for things? Can we wait for us to be able to not get what it is we have to have? Can we be at rest? Is it possible for us to be at rest? Because if you can't be at rest, you can't surrender. You can't be pushing and surrendering at the same time. 
You can't be desiring and surrendering at the same time. You have to make a decision if you want God's qualities which are given when he wants to give, which is why you have to surrender. Uh, There was a musical about 15 years ago, Your Arms Too Short to Box with God. And it's the truth. You can't. You can't take on that fight. That fight is won through surrender, and it's won through allowing yourself to integrate with whatever God's will is. Um, Or as they used to say in the 60s, going along with the flow. But it has to be the right flow. There were so many flows going on that if you caught the wrong flow, you ended up in the wrong port. And if you end up in the wrong port, even though you're going along with the flow, you have to have the discernment to understand that which is a pure flow and that which is an impure flow. So, as we begin to surrender, as we begin to become calm, as we begin to have repose, we become more attuned to that which is constantly in repose. We become more attuned to that which is without anxiety, to that which is in a state of eternal love, eternal compassion, eternal mercy, eternal generosity. And if, on the other hand, we are constantly imposing our will, we only see our need. We only see that which we want to put into existence, and we don't see what it is that the Creator wants to put into existence. This is, this is what duality is about. Our will over the true will. Our will over reality. And when we begin to let go of our will, which is essentially not wishing to impose, then the opportunity arises to fall in line with the truth of existence, with hak, with reality, with the way things are. And as we become calmer in our being, we become calmer in our essence, and we become more at one with that which is unperturbable, with that which is unshakable, with that which is steadfast and secure in its way, which is eternal in its nature, which is open in its kindness, which never disappoints, which always comes through through on behalf of the truth and on behalf of mercy. So we need to change our own manner to fit into that manner. And that happens through surrendering to our connections to the world 
and the things that push us and pull us in the world. You know, a magnet needs steel to be attracted to. And the world is full of magnetisms. But if we become wood-like, we can't be attracted to the magnets of the world. And until we become that which the world can no longer attract, we will be pushed and pulled and made the slave of the world and the slave of the things that the world throws up in its constant pouring out of illusion. And we will be constantly fascinated by the glitters and the lights that the world throws at us. So here we are caught in betwixt and between. On the one hand, we chase the world, and we, deep inside of us, know that there is no cure for the desires that we have in the world. On the other hand, we have to be able to give up the world to find love and compassion and truth in God, Yet we can't see God, we can't touch God, we can't feel God. So we have to find ways through our faith and through our determination to find our place within reality. And in between all of this, we are dependent on Allah sustaining us with every breath and Allah keeping us alive and stopping us from falling out of the world. When we really realize that this falling out with the world is an inevitability, then we can begin to leave it more. But as long as we believe in the immortality of ourself, and the immortality of our relationship with the world, the less we're going to be able to surrender. So, there's an enormous amount of work to be done in this new year, in this new day, in this new hour, in this new minute, in this new moment. And we must constantly be conscious of this work and find a way every moment to surrender to Allah's will. May it be so. Amen.